whenever you're ready. Oh my God. <laughs> Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And... Hey. We are hey, here, are to, here rant to rent and rave. and rave. Ooh, lots of shoulders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jessica, how are you? I'm great, Dana. How are you? I'm good. How was your last hour? <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. I oh, good. was putting some aloe on my sunburn. Oh, nice. I put some aloe on my old crinkly looking hands the other day from my big aloe bush. Uh, it's, I love it's not it. a bush. It's not a bush, but it's ginormous. Sprouting plant. No, they're awesome. I actually, I don't know if you and I ever talked about this because I was like, aren't these desert dwelling plants? We moved our aloe from our back balcony to the front. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need it to make the neighborhood look pretty. I wanted it for me to look at. Right. Well, that aloe can really burn and turn orange. Yes, yes. that's what happened to mine. And I thought for I three years, it. I thought it was dead. And then I read that they get sunburned. Mm-hmm. So I repotted it and moved it under the, the porch. The entire thing within two weeks turned green again. Yes. And it it's was kind of all, miraculous. Uh-huh. It was all orange. And now it's completely it. bright green again. Isn't that insane? They can yes. get sunburned. It's so weird. But it's the same with succulents. Here I go. I'm going to bore people with plant talk again. But (laughs) this is very true when people are like, "Eh, I can't keep anything alive, not even a cactus. Well, cacti and succulents are two totally different things. And some cacti can be full sun, but most succulents cannot. They can't handle it. Just like that aloe. My aloe is huge. It was here when I bought my house. Oh, wow. It's at the... It's probably 20, 30 years old, right? Because oh, it's amazing. Huge. Yeah, it's just huge. And I thought, oh, yeah, of course, it's supposed to be in full sun. It's a succulent, you know, cactus type. Right? Nope. We are all wrong. It's wild. I know. Well, I'm glad you got yours moved. I bet she really appreciates it. I mean, it is beautiful, totally vibrant green again. And, and I yes. really do. I do once in a while. I don't like to pick things off my plants. Mm-hmm. It makes me sad. But once in a while, I will use the aloe because I'm like, yes. she wants to be used. She has these medicinal powers and Absolutely. she wants to make heal. Also, <laughs> it's something that doesn't, you know, there's certain things where it's like, if you cut into that or cut the wrong part, it's like, you might have just caused a problem for that right, right. or part of it. They totally, I'm like, they're like a lizard. If they lose their tail, they regenerate, they kind of close up, another one starts. Yeah, it self-heals and Mm -hmm. keeps on growing. And I will say too, when you buy aloe vera, at least this is my experience, when I have bought aloe vera at the store in the past for sunburns and things, Mm because, you know, I'm albino white, (laughs) it feels sticky to me. I don't like it. 
Yes. But when you get it straight off the plant or you can actually buy them in the grocery store, like yep. stocks of it because mm -hmm. people inject, eat it in their smoothies and stuff too. Yep. It's supposed to be really good for you. But when you get it fresh from the aloe plant it is not sticky. You're right. It may feel like it at first, but it soaks into your skin so fast and so it's not good. sticky. There's no right. sticky. It I feels it. so good. And it has a very clean scent to it. It's not a strong smell. It hardly smells, right. but you're right. But it I is love clean. It. it just smells yeah. clean. Clean. Uh -huh. and it makes me think of like summer. Oh, nice. I, I know a lot that. of people eat that aloe slime. Yeah. I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> I don't know if I could either, but you're, I mean, as you mentioned, blended into something, probably then, not yeah. that. Or you if you hide it in a smoothie, I mean, it's literally the consistency of baby snot. So I don't think it's something you want to be like uh, slithering around inside your mouth, at least oh not for me. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's a question for our friend, Sarah, who's a listener and quite the avid plant connoisseur, as are you. And- uh -huh. She does a whole lot of cooking and she's really good at it. So Sarah, oh. I know you're listening. I love how I... you looked up as if she were in your doorway. Hello? <laughs> Is the speaker system working? The inter-home <laughs> intercom system? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I definitely don't have those. She probably knows a lot more than I do. I don't have answers I wonder if for she's that. Ever eaten it, though. I don't know. But now a I'm very of... curious. I we'll know a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. That and honey is also raw honey is also very good for you. They say you should eat a couple tablespoons a day. It also helps if you have it made from local bees because it helps with allergens. If you're getting a little bit of all the stuff in your area. Yes. Interesting. That's really fascinating. Yep. I did not know that. You know, someone on my Instagram yesterday posted, they're kind of like um, into holistic and healthy mm -hmm. stuff. They're, they're uh, at is sacred elements. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway, she, they posted this, this, um, I guess it's a meme or whatever, telling what different vegetables do for you. Did oh. you know that cucumbers have a lot of like, they activate our uh, serotonin production. And they recommend if you eat them before you go to sleep, you'll have like a nice full sleep and restful. Oh. At like happy sleep. I know that sounds crazy, but it really no. resonated with me because I have frantic sleep. Same. Same. <laughs> I need happy sleep. I need happy sleep. <laughs> and it said carrots can give you the energy to do a three mile walk. So I was like, oh, Jessica needs to eat a little packet of carrots before she goes on her walks. I her actually walks. eat a lot of carrots and a lot. I of love carrots. carrots. Yeah. Love. I don't eat enough cucumbers. I love cucumbers. Mm -hmm. And you know, everybody's doing all these crazy things with the foods right now. Like what? So if you put sugar or some type of sweetener on your cucumbers, it tastes just like watermelon, they say. And it's getting mm. people to eat more cucumbers. Or the big one right now that mm. I cannot understand and people swear to God, it is so delicious. The yellow mustard on watermelon? Uh -huh. Yes. I only know that because Hoda and Jenna did it last they week. They did? Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, it sounds disgusting, but you know me and mixing foods. Like I do that sometimes and, and I'm very curious because I got to tell you, I love me yellow mustard. I love so me some. I. You love mustard so too. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. 
Remember we were at that party a couple weeks ago and we were both like looking at all the mustards like weirdos. <laughs> we stood at that table and went through every must because there was a Dijon. There was a yellow. There was a wasn't there a dill, dill mustard? I, yeah. We brought that and I bought another bottle of it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to try it. It's so good. You love pickles and you love yellow mustard. Yes. And it doesn't taste like relish. They've literally chopped up some dill pickles and thrown it into, you know, the Trader Joe's version of French's mustard. It is I, delish. I love that you're so obsessed with this dill pickle mustard because yes. I met, I might have to try the watermelon, the cute watermelon mustard. I'm not interested in your dill pickle mustard. <laughs> Oh you brought God. those. You brought those dill pickle chips, and yes. I couldn't stop eating them because I kept my brain and tongue kept trying to figure out this flavor that shouldn't be on a potato chip. I love it. And then I was like, "Well, you just ate all those calories because you were curious." Good job, Dana. It wasn't uh, even enjoyable, really, because uh, I was uh, like, nom, 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 nom. "What is this?" Yes, trying to but figure it a out. Difference, right? Sometimes you try something and you're like, oh, you can't get the taste scraped off your tongue and out of your mouth fast enough. And then there's other things where I, you try it and you're and you keep not it. mad at it, but you right. don't love it. But do right. you like it? And you keep going. Uh, yes. I mean, you left three fourths a bag here and I ate it all. I didn't share that. I didn't and share with anyone in my shift. house. I'm like, oh, she hates it. And then admittedly, I was like, well, now I wish I had taken it with me. She's not going to eat them anyway. Oh, no, I ate every bit of them <laughs> while watching my crime shows. Uh, <laughs> perfect. I mean, at the end of the day, to be honest, a chip is a chip and a chip is good. So you know what they have that you might like? What? I think it's called backyard party or something or okay. patio chips. Also at Trader Joe's, mm -hmm. it is chips that are, they're not even kind of like the Canadian all dress chips, but it's like ketchup chip, mustard chip, relish chip. They're supposed to have seasoning on it so that it tastes like oh. backyard barbecue, but not barbecue flavored chips. Like right. You know. Right. You might need to try those. I think you might like it. I might actually. Mm -hmm. I love a good seasoning on something too. Yeah. I'm one of those popcorn people. I'll sprinkle ranch on my popcorn. Ranch powder. That, yes, that apparently is very good. They also, if you love popcorn and you do or don't love pickles. I do. I do love pickles. They have a pickle popcorn. That now, Trader Joe's that? people swear by. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> you, know, you might have I to like, eat a bag and decide if you like it or not. I might. You're right. Or three or four. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jessica, should we just like jump right in? Let's do it. I don't have anything. It's a little bit cloudy in LA. That's my yes. report for you guys. And this, once you hear it, will be what, two weeks <laughs> past? <laughs> um, but my little lizards weren't out today. Every day when I go pick up my son where Kira lives, they have tons of little lizards. Does he love them or do you love them? I, do. I love them. He likes to go study the bees. Oh. They have they have such a cute little courtyard area with mm -hmm. lots of beautiful flowers and stuff. And the bees love the flowers. Oh. So he looks at the bees and I go talk to the lizards. We look crazy because he's literally just staring at a bush inches. His face is inches away from it. And then I'm <laughs> kneeling down to go, hi, 
you're so big. Hello. We just look insane. (laughs) (laughs) I would really like you to show Henry the picture of the Jollibee mascot and ask him what he thinks that is. What kind of animal that is. He's going to say, that's not an animal. I don't know what that is. He'll probably say it's a monster. Yeah. In a chef's assistant's hat. (laughs) Chef's assistant. The specificity is brilliant. It's not the regular, what do you call it? Toad? Is that what it's called? Oh. Yeah, I learned that from you, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure (laughs) I learned. No, I assure you. I do not know chef attire and terminology. I know apron. Is that right, though? Toke is right, right? I don't know. Oh, I thought you told me that. Maybe I, uh, I know a toque. A toque is a northerner's name for a beanie, but that's about it. That seems real specific. <laughs> what, <laughs> wait, I have to look it up because our, our friends are going to be mad at us if, if we just move on. <laughs> Chef's, should I type a T? No. Chef's hat name. Will that help Chef me find it? Hat name. <gasps> Jessica! Yes. I'm so right. You are? T-O-Q-U-E. A chef's hat is officially called a tote, which is Arabic for hat. Interesting. The French popularized the word when popularized. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even talk. I'm trying to learn new words and I can't even (laughs) use my old ones. French popularized it when the word, oh, referring to a chef's hat, according to culinary anyone, by the 1800s, the hat became known as the toque blanche or white hat. Excuse me. There's a whole article on the history of the chef's hat. And there's another. It's Escoffier. 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 I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you're reading. I love how I'm trying to guess the pronunciation <laughs> of something I <laughs> can't I'm see. And I'm asking you and you can't see it. <laughs> We're dumb. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> why were you even talking about it? Oh, Jollibee. 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 <laughs> okay, let's just jump in with our okay. hands. You're up first. Now, this is going to be another one of my not famous yet um, rant that's kind of a rave. Um, <coughs> the rave being <laughs> that I had an amazing service done yesterday. I had a facial. It had yeah. been two years since I had one. Actually, nay, nay, it's been longer. Um, I had one in January of 2019. Oh, So we're talking two and a half years. I wish it was something that was regular. At best, I, I had too. one like once a year. I know. Well, we've we said last week things like that. People think it's sort luxury, of luxury, but it's necessity. Yeah, it really is good for you. Yes. On so many levels. Mentally and physically, and sorry, I was not born with nice skin, okay? When I was in yeah, high no, school, I used either. to go get facials. My friends would be like, oh, look at you. Huh? You're so spoiled. There you get a facial. I'm like, well, last time I checked, I'm not getting anything that's making me chill. I'm tense as hell because I'm getting extractions. Ooh, okay, so I had lots of extractions yesterday. However, I will tell you this. It was... Such an amazing experience. You guys, I've been on a big kick about this for a couple of years. If you don't need or want something specific, ask people to give you gift cards to whatever salon or place you may frequent, or just say, hey, I'd love a manicure, something like that. 
Right. It's not a very expensive thing. Right. Usually if you can get someone as a gift, 30 bucks can usually cover a manicure. Totally. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, also out here in LA, I don't know if other cities, I'm sure it's expanded more, but we mm -hmm. have those places you and I talked about. It's one open room. So it's not yes. like a, a totally private, get naked kind of thing, which exactly. sounds like it would be anxiety inducing, but it's actually really not. It's not at all. Yeah. So yeah, it's le like if you went and had like a private suite, the facial that I got probably would have been $150. Oh, I'm sure. And I mean, standard anywhere. That was like that in yeah. other parts of the country. It's just sure. to get the whole works for someone to work on you for an hour. And especially again, the extractions, that's when they're like, what do you want me to do? I might get all this stuff out of my clogged skin. It was great. It was in a room. Now also because of COVID, there's still limited um, capacity. Sure. So I did not know that this place, which normally can have six customers in at a time, it's a tiny place. It's great. Yeah. High ceilings, lovely. They're only doing two people at a time. Oh, and wow. I just happened to pick the latest time they offered, not knowing that was the end of the day. It was perfect. My friend and I were the only two people in there. This was a treat for her birthday. Nice. And we went and it was so quiet now. I'm paranoid about everything. So I, whenever I heard any mumbling, like kind of like this, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh my God, they can hear us talking, which is getting to my rant. My esthetician mm -hmm. was sweet as can be, mm -hmm. but girl, I don't want to talk to you okay. while you're trying to make me feel relaxed enough to let you dig out my pores. Yeah. I, you know what? I touched on that a little bit when we were talking about nails and stuff and how it's yes. not relaxing for me. I get anxiety Same. and think that I have to talk to people and entertain them while they're doing their job. I don't know why it's such a mental. No, I'm the same way, Dana. <laughs> and so I hate dumb. it. I'm here to and tell you I hate it. And I will say 85% of the time, I don't want you to talk to me. Uh, this is my mommy time away, my wife time yes. away. Yes. I want to close my eyes and imagine pretty colors. I want to close my eyes too. So can I give you a tip on what I started doing to fix that in a way that wasn't rude, in a way yes. I feel comfortable with? I say, before they get started, I go, oh, this is lovely. Thank you. Do you mind if I just close my eyes and zone out for a while? I need, oh. I really need this. And frequently, it, I think it also lets them off the hook because let's be honest, they have to read us like books when we walk in. Yes. Some people want the talking. And even I sometimes, some days sure. I'm in the mood for it. And yep. like, I've had a couple of older ladies do my nails before that I was just like, I want to hear your story. They were fascinating to me, yep. you know, but then other times I want to be quiet. Well, we can't expect them to know that. Right. Like, how do they, they don't know us. So that's what I started doing. And it produced way less anxiety for yep. me. <laughs> that's it's actually great. Taken care of right off the bat. And it's not rude. And yep. they know the parameters and they're like, cool, then I can just do my job. Let you zone out. And neither one of us have to worry. Yep. You know? Yes. I totally agree. And you know what? I have to stop assuming people can read the obvious. And I say obvious because no. I will just lean my head back, have my mouth open wide enough to catch flies and probably be snoring and hoping <laughs> that they get the memo that I don't want don't you talk. to talk. Mm -hmm. Nope. They keep talking. Like it's I also sometimes <laughs> put in earbuds and I'll say, if you need me, just tap me. It's no big deal. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Well, I thought it was she's like she's like hey and she was whispering you know at first she's like what are we doing here today i said whatever you think needs to be done mm-hmm. uh and she goes oh well i'll be really gentle i said you don't need to be gentle i know that extractions are painful and that's really the main reason i'm here she's like well i'm gonna take good care of you i'm like great and then she just kept whispering in my ear and then i was like <laughs> no. oh, what is happening no what was she whispering about <laughs> Well, she'd be like, here we go. And I'm going to apply some light pressure. No, don't tell me. Just do. And yeah, it was like, I do not need a play by play. And then she'd be like, all right, all done. All right, let's give you some love. No. And I'm like, what is happening? And then she mm-hmm. started massaging my decollete. Of course, no, I got really nervous. I would not be in for that. I don't want I... no decollete. <laughs> she is like... And now I think with the amount of inflammation in your skin, I think our signature pumpkin hyaluronic acid enzyme peel, whatever other words she threw in there, I think the pumpkin peel would be perfect. Pumpkin is a superfood. Like that's when her voice no, is getting louder. I'm no, like, lady, no, no, no. I, again, it's back to like my wine when they would romance the description of wine. It's like, I want this on my skin not in my stomach i know it's a superfood is it gonna help my pimples then slather it on and shut up let it dry and then wash it off you don't have to you don't have to tell me everything you're doing the more silent you are the bigger the tip you'll get ma'am ma'am how does this feel? Does this oh, feel good? Yes, I was sleeping okay. for a brief moment. No, no, now no, you've no. awakened me. Let's not sleep. Let's rise to our fullest potential. <laughs> I'm going to mush on your day, Glocotage. <laughs> Dana, I swear she would have done that. No, 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 no. And then a few no, times no, no, no. she goes, Now I need you. Now I need you to do something for me. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. And I'm like, What? What? And she goes, I need you to take a deep, long breath. I mean, it was almost sexual. That's okay? what my I'm getting from you, and I don't like it. <laughs> Did you see my face? That's like she'd ask me a question. She's like, Do you know that? Or have you ever tried that? And I'm like, yeah, um, I think she specifically, I swear to God, asked me if I liked burritos. And I no. said, I swear to God, I'm like, one eye open. I'm like, yeah, they're great. She goes, ah, oh, I was hoping you'd say that. I love burritos, but I'm from San Francisco. No, and they don't know how to make burritos <laughs> no. down here. They no. do not know how to make burritos. So I drove to San Diego with my partner. And she got me a burrito for Mother's Day from a real burrito place. I'm telling you. And I was like, lady, I swear to God, I need to get up and walk around and shake it off. Close your mouth. (laughs) Put the pumpkin peel on. And let me wait for the great pumpkin to arrive. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot. Again, because she did a you wanted peace, you just wanted peace and quiet and and pampers. They were playing such amazing, like ambient music. Oh my god! Again, why is it so beautiful when you go there, and then when you try and play it for yourself at home, you're like, "This is so it. dumb." Corny, I know. Exactly. I know. 
But she's oh. like, are we good? I'm like, this is perfect. I think I literally said this is perfect. And then that was your moment. This is perfect. I'm just going to zone out, not talk. If you need me, tap on my shoulder. Yes. That's That I'm was your end. That from now on. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for that tip. And you're right. I need to just say it because again this wasn't like someone who was being obnoxious she wasn't loud she wasn't bringing up inappropriate things like sometimes people talk about stuff and my eyes are bugging out and i'm thinking uh you i have a news for you pal you have no idea that my opinion is completely different than yours and it's probably best for both of us that i keep my mouth shut and i suggest you shut yours too that's my internal monologue But I don't, and you're right though, Dana, like they well, don't know and they are in they a service don't. business and they're just trying to make sure you're right. But I always feel guilty. I had a hairdresser that would do that. I'm like, well, I've been here for four hours because you couldn't shut your yapper. Yeah. I say to my hairdresser, okay, are you ready for gossip about people you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Because you know, that's their full-time job. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, when I go to the hairdresser, I don't mind chatting. But, of course, also I know her. I've been going to her for years. I like to hear about her life. You know what I mean? Yes. But, again, different. it's like how can she read that? Because there have been times I've gone to her and been like, Christy, I just need to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I just need – and she's like, yeah, cool, you know. Totally. I, I'm sure that girl meant no harm and was but trying to didn't. make sure you she had a lovely, lovely. – and she played it real safe because I don't think there are a lot of people that don't like burritos. <laughs> Uh, it was just so random that's like when people say to you do you like music (laughs) of course i do who hates music what kind of monster do you have to be to hate music (laughs) or to even be like "Eh, it's all right i don't really care what are you talking about you don't sing happy birthday nothing everybody loves some music well everybody loves a burrito she played it real good (laughs) (laughs) did she at least do a good job on were you happy with your extraction she did an amazing job i mean honestly i hate it when you pay extra for extractions and then you go home and you're like did you do anything Right. I could have done it with that darn Sally Hansen tool or whatever the hell it is. Totally. It's also included. That's what I'm saying. Because when she was talking, I had that moment of anxiety where I'm like, oh, God, she just told me she's putting on the pumpkin hyaluronic acid peel your face off serum. (laughs) Um, I don't know how much that's going to cost. That's probably extra. And then she goes, now I'm going to put on some serum. She gave me a whole diatribe about vitamin C and how essential that was to skin. Yeah, because then and they're going to try and sell it to you afterwards. So they That's what I thought. And she then did. for the final mask, she's like, now we're going to do eucalyptus and sulfur. Well, that's when I just about dry heaved. Sulfur? Um, I hate eucalyptus and I, I hate eucalyptus. sulfur. Eucalyptus is a very strong, like, uh-huh. and I uh, don't like it. Like icy hot kind of smell. <laughs> yep. You know that medicine-y. It is. And but then I will sulfur tell you, is just farts. Do, yeah, I don't want anybody like rotten farts. eggs. Yeah, I don't want any rotten. I don't want any farts rubbed into my face. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. First of all, there was no smell of sulfur. Also, no? the eucalyptus it was strong. But it was tolerable. And again, I really dislike that scent. So this place uses only natural products. They Mm -hmm. 
claim they have no chemicals, nothing that is unnatural in their stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was all included. I mean, the price was exactly what was quoted. There was no add-ons. I guess you get two or three masks in your right treatment as well as the extractions and all that jazz so it was actually quite amazing like That's shockingly awesome. amazing and uh yeah it was great i i so, really next time i think i'm just gonna say i've barely slept i'm probably gonna fall asleep so if i don't answer you i'm sleeping good night yeah. It's an easy out for them. It's yes. not rude. And then yes. you're gonna, you know you're going to enjoy your time. A hundred percent. I love that this is the second rant that you have been like, but I did enjoy it very much. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you, it's like a guilty rant. It's like, was the end result great? Yes, it was. Was the process great? It was. I just wish there could have been less, less talking. talking. Yeah, I don't think you're alone on that. I but think. I also thought my friend or her esthetician were talking. Because I'm telling you, I would hear mumbling. Mm -hmm. But it, I either, this is how my mind works, or I made it up. But I heard, can you ask them to keep it down? And I thought it was no. my friend being annoyed by me. She goes, what are you talking? She goes, I didn't say a word. She goes, neither did my esthetician. I said, I swear to God, I heard, can you ask them to keep it down? And then I thought I also additionally heard, can you please turn the music up? No. Maybe that was my mind talking to the devil stories. on my shoulder saying, tell the esthetician to please keep it down yeah. and to please turn the music up. Yeah, no, you made your brain made up that story. <laughs> so pathetic. Your brain made up that story. <laughs> I love too that you were you were nervous. You had like anxiety about her volume level, not oh, yeah. just yours. <laughs> no. I was like, she really needs to keep it down. <laughs> That's amazing. With that deep whisper. You know what my favorite part is? Is when they bring their thumbs around, like do a little McDonald's arch on your forehead yes. and bring their thumbs around right at your jaw point yes. here. That's how I know I talk too much because, <laughs> man, when they do that, I just melt like a kitten. Yep. <laughs> I just go, McDonald's, <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> but why is it so – I swear, it's like – I don't know. If there's no pressure, I'm like – and I'm sorry, yes, you could do it to yourself, but if you and I both sat here and did that on our it's foreheads, I don't think same. they feel better. No. When someone else does it, you're yes. like, ah. It, you feel like you melt. You know, yes. I actually did that to my son when he was a baby, when he would get oh. upset. Based off of my experience, I knew mm -hmm. that it always made me go, huh. and he would, he would just melt eventually, even oh, if he I was crying, that. you know, when he was baby, mm -hmm. it would just calm him. I don't know what it it's is. It's so sweet. I know. It's very soothing. I don't. Yeah. Uh, my mama had never had a facial before mm -hmm. in her life. And this was, I want to say three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. And I took her for her one and only facial. And that was really special, except uh, she, it, like you, kind of enjoyed it. But she said that the steam stole her breath. She, feel, she felt like she couldn't breathe. And I told her, I said, then mama, you, when you're in a situation like that, where this is all about you, mm -hmm. you should have said, can you turn it down just a little bit? It feels like it's, she, they don't care. They want you yep. to have a good time, you know, totally. but I thought that was so funny. So anyway, my point of saying that is I bet there are a lot of people out there, man, woman, however you identify that have never had a facial. And I'm telling you a hundred percent of you should do it. 
Yes. It's I even told Alan, even though he really does have great skin, I'm like, God, yeah, you No, really it's not even don't. just about that. I said, I think you might really enjoy it. He was oh, like, well, okay. You tell Alan that last year for Father's Day, I got Dan Tipton a facial. Oh, did like he like he, it? I entered him in a sweepstakes and nice. he won. And he loved it. He really did. Yep. He said it was so relaxing. Exactly. Yeah. So if you've never done that, whatever the reasoning behind it is, I know stuff like that makes me nervous. Yes. I still get nervous when I go to get my hair done. I don't, I have no explanation as for why, but it make, gives me anxiety until I get there and I'm in it. So if you have that feeling about a facial, Jessica and I are here to tell you, go do mm -hmm. it for yourself. It feels good. Take a friend like for Jessica sure. did. Yes. I've done it with friends before too. Do it. It's fun. Yay. Ravy rant over. Ravy rant. <laughs> <laughs> Ravy rant. Okay. Well, my rant is going to be shorter and also it ha has no bearing on anything ever. Um, it does not matter. <laughs> Jessica, can we please talk about subtitles? Because I think at least two or three times I have randomly texted or emailed you in the middle of the night and been like, I got to complain about subtitles. Uh. It's so stupid. But right now, you know, things are starting to open back up for, but for the mm -hmm. longest time, all we had was streaming TV, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And I have a child and a husband and I like to watch things that are not appropriate for maybe all audiences, mm -hmm. crime shows <laughs> or South Park. And, and so I often turn on the subtitles so that I can keep the volume very low if I'm not wearing earbuds, right? Sure, but sure. even if I have in the earbuds, I like to keep everything low so that my mama ears are always perked up mm -hmm. and uh, I can still watch what I'm doing. I used to transcribe things mm -hmm. like interviews and stuff for our friend Josh DuBose who mm -hmm. had a business that was my job. And so I would have to listen to things and type it out so that reporters could then take it and make articles out of it, right? So another form of transcribing is a lot of people who did what I did also part-time did transcribing for TV shows and movies and things. It is clear to me. Now, I could be wrong. I'm not 100% right all the time. Real close. But <laughs> uh, Jessica, is it me or do you think computers are now all doing transcribing? And the reason I ask is because of things like this. When a helicopter is in the scene mm -hmm. and the subtitles need to describe that because it's not there for me to like keep quiet. It's for people who sure. need it, you know, and it says multiple helicopter chops. <laughs> Jessica, what are you, what, what when, human? If you had been doing that type of transcribing, would you have written a helicopter flies over? Yes, or okay. helicopter whirring, although choppers are a little choppier than whirrers. <laughs> <laughs> but what human would say multiple helicopter chops? No one. That to me says who got dismembered by a helicopter a guy on er about 10 years ago jessica you're not supposed it was a <laughs> they landed on the roof he went to get the gurney out and the helicopter literally chopped his arm off it was one of the doctors no. or the other
another one that gets me when there's music that's not identifiable, like not a famous song yes. that they can identify. <laughs> My subtitles always say applause. I don't know why. <laughs> but again, I'm telling you, what human would hear music and go, hmm, I don't know the name of that song. I'll just write applause. <laughs> oh my God. It is weird. Yes. I wonder. I mean, I know people, it's not necessarily transcribing. I know people that are listening to different things and typing it out because that yeah. helps with like analytics and stuff like that uh-huh. for search engines and all that mumbo jumbo that I don't know much about. And it's so overwhelming to me, but you make a really good point. Because I will say, this is again, why I'm saying it doesn't matter. Like I shouldn't even be wasting my energy and breath, but <laughs> I am clearly because I'm petty, <laughs> but, um, it pulls me out of my show. And that's what annoys me because then my stupid comedian brain starts thinking of all the weird ways I could describe that thing. (laughs) Instead of just going, Oh, this is clearly a computer. I'm like, Oh, what would I say? That would be, that would make myself giggle. Mystery Dana theater 3000. (laughs) (laughs) And then I miss half my show and I have to rewind it. Ooh, problems. Uh, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> On the subtitle tip, are you as annoyed by this? It makes Alan literally go nuts. And I have it's to not. agree, but I'm tickled at how angry it makes him because he doesn't. Mm-hmm. When did you get a dog? That ain't mine, girl. I know, I know. <laughs> That's the, the female dog with a goatee. Long, like a five-inch five inch goatee. Oh, weird it is really soft and pretty, though. <laughs> <laughs> Alan goes nuts when we're watching something on television and we're watching a show that's in English, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they start subtitling people because they have a Southern accent, because yes. they have a French accent, a Spanish accent, yes. uh, anything other than English accent. Yeah. And Alan goes nuts. He's like, they're speaking fluent English. <laughs> Why are they subtitling them? <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, but sometimes like an Irish brogue or something or a big, like a back, back swamp, Louisiana, (laughs) I can't understand it. So in those situations, you know, that's the second level of my, my rant though, is if they have an accent of any kind, this is when I started going, this is not a human because (laughs) you would not believe the crazy shit that it says if they're Australian, because, you know, I told you I've been on this yes. like Australian, this Australian and Canadian crime kick then lately. Can you please. And it just lo- I lost it on the tip of my tongue. Dear God, I told you to watch it for years. Now I'm livid. The Fifth Estate? No, the Australian, the prison show that I love. Oh, God. Wentworth, 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 Wentworth. Yes, I need to. It's in my watch list. <sighs> I just haven't done it. I just got so upset. You did. How could I forget it? There's been like eight seasons. I'm literally obsessed. (laughs) Well, some of the things that it will type out when someone has an accent are absolutely nonsensical and insane. And I'm like, that's not a human being. No one would listen to an Australian accent and they're like trying to talk about Lord, I don't know, the mail they got that day, but the subtitles is like, flying in Austria, whales arm jiggle-loft. And you're like, what? It doesn't even sound like that. 
<laughs> that sounded more Austrian than Australian. It sounded bonkers cuckoo. <laughs> because it is. But then again, because I'm an idiot, I start giggling and I'm out of my show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if this is the biggest problem I had, I would be the luckiest girl in the world. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's my rant. I'm done. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it really upsets me. If I'm choosing to use those subtitles, I want them to be right. (laughs) And I don't want music to say applause. You type music. (laughs) (laughs) Dana, I'm wondering if you and our listeners, while we take a cleansing breath that you bring us into, can do me a favor and please imagine the subtitle of your own cleansing breath. It would be multiple helicopter traps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We like to rant out the things we know don't matter so that we can mm-hmm. have some sense of normalcy after yes. the crazy world we've been living in the last couple of years. Ain't no doubt. And then- We get it all out and we fill up with some funnies and some goodness and good news. So do it with us if you have a second. Take a deep breath in. And (sighs) brackets applause. (laughs) (laughs) Tiny claps. Oh my word. Tiny okay. hand tiny hand chops. That's what we that's what clapping uh, should be. <laughs> tiny hand chops. All right. Corner. I, um, I almost called this corner. Why bother? Oh, I kind of like that. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Maybe it should be why bother. We just keep inventing new corners on a weekly I basis. Like and I'm kind of okay with it. I am too. I I definitely okay with it. This is from the HuffPo. Okay. Why bother? Man returns Bob Dylan album to Ohio library 48 years late. Hmm. Not 48 days. Right. Not 48 hours. Don't they charge a dime a day after you're late? I I thought it was more than that these days, but maybe the library, uh, maybe Dewey Decimal didn't say to inflate, you know, the charges for late books. I just let you keep going. I wanted to I know. know. I was just you stammering. <laughs> and Decimal was not his last name. Dewey was clearly probably the person's last name. It's the Dewey Decimal System. But I'm like, Dewey Decimal didn't want the books to be inflated. You know who's going to write in about this? Mr. Young. Oh, yeah. He's going to tell you. Jessica, his name was not Dewey Decimal. <laughs> his name was Horace. He was born in 1936 in a small town in Illinois. Oh, my God. I love it. Howard Simon checked out Dylan's self-portrait album in 1973 from a University Heights library and recently returned it along with $175. Oh. After nearly... What what was the $175 for? I'm assuming maybe his late fees. And if you're right about the dimes, maybe he calculated that. Maybe it was a dime a month. Oh, After nearly five decades of blowing in the wind, a double Bob Dylan album finally has a direction home. A man living in San Francisco has mailed the vinyl back to an Ohio library 48 years after it was supposed to be returned. (laughs) 
Howard Simon recently sent the album along with a letter to Heights Libraries apologizing for his tardiness, according to a news release from the library system outside Cleveland. Simon checked out Dylan's self-portrait album in 73 as an eighth grader at a University Heights middle school. What? Simon. so cute. Now 73. Says he found it between two other Bob Dylan albums in his personal vinyl collection. And he remembered it didn't belong to him? Like, what's this here? Oh, maybe it had the library's little jacket. Remember the little card holder? Yeah. As a recent retiree, I am taking the opportunity to turn my attention to some of the many vignettes of life that by dint of career and family have been neglected these many years. Mm, He's very... uh... (laughs) fluid with his language is he a professor (laughs) (laughs) i am returning with the letter an overdue item by my count approximately seventeen thousand four hundred and eighty days overdue as of this writing oh my god his letter says the album cover is a little battered after traveling with him from university heights to san francisco with various stops in between but the library says the records themselves remain in great shape. Simon also sent the library a $175 replacement fee for self-portrait, along with an album he recorded, Western Reserve, for possible inclusion in the library's collection. Now, hold up. He sent an album that he recorded himself? (laughs) Now that is remains to be seen because i thought the same thing i don't know if western reserve nick armstrong i'm talking to you mr bob dylan fanatic is western reserve a dylan album or is this mr simon's personal recording because that would be incredible because then i would say amazing oh no this is not this is just a uh what do you call it this is a marketing ploy (laughs) Right? To get his music into the library. It would be amazing. Right. Okay. This is fantastic. The last paragraph of this is the funny thing about this is that we don't charge overdue fines anymore. As long as we get the item back, we see no need to penalize people, says branch manager Sarah Phillips. We're grateful that Mr. Simon returned the record. I'd say we can now call it even. Oh. <laughs> Well, I wish uh, the University of Alabama had the same thought because (laughs) Uh my father reminds me to this day of what he paid in my library fines. Yeah, yeah. I had to pay a $115 university library fine before I could get my diploma. And I was freaking. I still don't remember what I did to get that money, which is frightening. (laughs) I literally begged. And pleaded with my dad, like, I don't know what I swore I would never do again or what right. I would do. To, because it was the same thing. Yeah, it's like, if you had unpaid parking tickets or library tickets at my school, they weren't playing around. It's no, like, you can't same. register for the next semester. Exactly. It was like one of those kind of things. And I was in a smaller program where there were some classes that were only offered certain semesters. So, yes. like, to line up with when you could graduate, <laughs> you were like, I got to pay these fines. Totally. <laughs> or I'm not going to get in the class. I'm going to have to go to school an extra year. And I was already on the six-year program. Good Lord, I could have been a doctor. <laughs> oh, God. Right. <laughs> 
Well, I Googled Western Reserve. That's what you said, right? Mm -hmm. And Bob Dylan and a whole bunch of stuff called Why Bob Dylan Matters came up from Case Western Reserve University. So listen, I don't know. In my mind, I'm going to pretend that this man recorded his own album and then sent it back to the library along with Bob Dylan's. Because <laughs> uh... this will be controversial, but I am not a Bob Dylan fan. I recognize... You that know. he's very important to the music, to musical history, and some people adore his style and taste. Mm -hmm. I do not fall into that category. <laughs> I will tell you two very quick asides about Bob Dylan. One, I understand what you're saying, and I thought the same thing until I listened to young Bob Dylan. It's kind of like how I feel about Tom Waits. Mm -hmm. I like the young Tom Waits. I could kind of do without the later years. I'm not Tom into Waits. that. I'm not into the Waits either. Same. Dan Tipton is. Yeah. Bob Dylan was, so my university really did get, I mean, we're a huge school, University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa, a huge school. And they got like traveling acts that a lot of schools do this, but they got right. some big name people that came through with like traveling performances. Dan Tipton's Dan University Theater. did too. We I did mean, not. Cool. He saw like Dave Matthews Band before they were famous. He yes, saw they, Oh, they played in my school all the time. That's Not so even at our school. They me. played in like dive bars on the yeah. strip. Yeah. But every year for homecoming, they got a huge musical act to do it. Like very really? well known. And uh, probably my freshman or sophomore year, it was Bob Dylan. Mm -mm. And he was so bad that I left halfway through. I couldn't even oh, understand no. it. He oh. was old and drunk and mumbling. And I was like, ay, ay, ay. So, yeah, I That's mean, I know people story. love him, but again, younger Bob Dylan, there are some songs where I'm like, oh, wow, I never realized this was Bob Dylan, or I'll hear it on the radio. I love listening to the radio. And then when they're like, that was Bob Dylan, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. See, you just think I... of the few songs that come to your mind and. Of course. Well, and that style of music, like that classic kind of. Folksy. folksy weird druggy <laughs> kind oh, of. it's just God. not my thing and listen i like all different kinds of music i like country you guys know that my husband mm -hmm. says i'm ruining our child um i like jazz i like that king cole ella fitzgerald blah 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 but like my go-to doing the dishes i'm like mm, i want to listen to charlie pooth <laughs> 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 so don't go i guess basically i'm saying i really can't be like this bastion of someone whose okay. person personal taste in music is should be respected i'm not sure that i should be respected in any way but i'm not a fan <laughs> <laughs> interesting yes hmm. what's your corner well i'm very i'm a big fan of the name of my corner for Another sure corner it's another new corner, and I enjoy it very, very much. <laughs> hey, you guys. Here's my corner. Dum, da dum, dum, dum. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, this is from HuffPost. One of Jessica's favorites. Okay, sorry. It took a minute to load because mm -hmm. whatever. Anyway, this is from HuffPost. It's by, oh, Pan Pilus. I hope I pronounced that right. I think they just took it from the AP. But anyway, um, cheese photo. 
I mean, honestly, you could fill in the blank with anything and I'm on board after that opening. Cheese photo. Cheese photo leads to arrest of, quote, big cheese drug dealer in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, should have been by the mirror. Uh-huh, should have. All right. British detectives tracked down Carl Stewart after identifying his fingerprints in a photo of Stilton cheese he posted on an encrypted messaging service. What? (sighs) Yeah, this is from the London AP. A drug dealer in the English city of Liverpool thought he was a big cheese. All right, guys, we get it. What what is the end of this article? Some kind of cut the cheese joke? Because I'm going to be mad if it is. <laughs> Until the police got all the evidence they needed to arrest him from a picture he shared of himself holding a small block of creamy Stilton. Carl Stewart, 39, old enough to know better, was sentenced to 13 years and six months in prison at Liverpool Crown Court last week after he pleaded guilty to the conspiracy to supply cocaine, conspiracy to supply heroin, MDMA, and ketamine, and transferring criminal property. I mean, this guy's dealing in a lot of heavy drugs, including horse, horse drugs. Isn't that what ketamine is? I don't know. I believe it's a is oh, a, a tranquilizer for horses, isn't it? Uh, it probably is, but that's some serious stuff. Serious drugs here. Were it not for a photo he shared of himself holding the cheese block from the reputable British retailer Marks and Spencer, he could still very well be supplying large amounts of drugs. Stewart was arrested after he posted the photo on an encrypted messaging service, Encrochat, duly noted. Check that out in case I need to send some encrypted messages. Wait, here's his handle. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Toffee Force. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> your handle on your encrypted messaging thing is no. Toffee Force? No. Lord have mercy. Unbeknownst to him, the service had been cracked by police in Europe. From that, his palm and fingerprints were analyzed. Off the picture, oh. Jessica. That's crazy. The police had their man. Uh, police detective inspector Lee Wilkinson said Stewart had been caught out by his love of Stilton cheese. Stewart isn't alone in having his criminal activities brought to a premature end by his activities on EncroChat. Uh, police say around 60,000 users have now been identified worldwide, with about 10,000 of them in the UK alone. All are said to be involved in coordinating and planning the supply and distribution of drugs, weapons, money laundering, and other criminal activity. What? Jessica, is, is this connected to that story I talked about, about the UCLA football player that ended up peeing on, having somebody pee on that guy's mom's grave? Remember? What? I told you, I listened to this podcast about how this dumb UCLA football player brought down an international crim syndicate because there's this guy in Canada that created encrypted cell phones that the police cannot crack. And he supplies them to gangs, uh, drug cartels, spies, everything. And this football player got, he was running his own. I'll try and keep it short. He was running his own thing. He gets mad at this guy that was supposed to be helping him out and ended up losing a bunch of money, right? Mm-hmm. So he hires a man to go pee on that man's mom's oh. grave, takes a picture of himself in, in a Nacho Libre mask, <laughs> and photoshops it 
onto the body of the person peeing on this man's mom's no. grave. <laughs> well, no. the guy was like, you can threaten my life. You can beat me up because he had beaten him up a little bit too. You can do all of that, but no one is going to piss on my mom's grave. And he went to the police and it set off dominoes that took down the man in Canada, the man in Canada who created the encrypted phones, which he said, well, let me help you all out a little bit. The top security person in Canada has been emailing me secrets for sale. So it like absolutely brought down so many people. It was insane. And I wonder, I wonder if this is connected to it. Maybe. Holy cow. So they arrested more than 60 people as part of Operation Venetic. I don't know what that means. And three more criminals were sentenced to long-term prison terms on Wednesday. Three more are due for sentencing on Thursday. Sean Harrison, 33, was sentenced to 10 years, eight months in prison after pleading guilty to conspiracy to supply cocaine and cannabis. Um. He was caught out after he revealed personal details of himself on EncroChat. Yeah, that was dumb. And he went by the handle Scant B and Sand Ferret. What? What? Can you? I'm sorry, Jessica, but we have to take a second. How kind of terrifying is that? That this man, am I wrong in saying he got caught because he took a picture of cheese in his hand and they were able to identify his fingerprint from the picture. It's amazing. That is amazing, but also terrifying. Well, yes, it's the same thing. It's like, are we always being filmed? That's creepy. And at the same time, it's like, if it's going to help catch some creep show criminal, then great. Which is why, remember when I posted that picture of the inside of my eyeball and I was like, please don't anybody steal this and try and get into secret rooms Yes, later. you maniac. <laughs> <laughs> but am I? After this corner, am I a now maniac? What? I was freaked out by the retinal scan and minority report 20 years ago. Uh-huh, so. uh-huh. Because they go pluck out your eyeball and get in whatever they want. <laughs> that is a great, great story, though. I love that corner. Dumb, da dum dum. Dumb. That cheese looked good too. Did you see the picture? I can't believe you're saying that. Do you like Stilton? I don't know what that means. I thought it was I mean, a brand. Stilton is a stronger type of British cheese, but they have one with mango and ginger in it. Oh no, I'm not into that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then I know you ain't gonna like regular Stilton either. Okay, then just give me some old sharp cheddar, yeah. <laughs> some Tillamook. <laughs> oh God, it's the best. Oh, love it. A Tillamook on a burger. There's Ooh. nothing better. And some, I like yeah, all cheese for the most part, but cheddar on a burger. Come cheddar on. on a burger with some mustards. Cheddar is just like a surefire win. But yes, I like extra sharp. Hmm so good <clears throat> i also always get mad because alan would get annoyed when i'd get shredded cheese and i'm like why do you care i'm like it's why? easier he's like and it's dry jessica okay oh, to eat for in your home you mean he's right i'm sorry but now that i've tasted them side by side yeah shredded cheese to a block where yeah it's a pain like i do not enjoy using a grater okay that's like the no, one I, tool I hate using yeah 
but it is night and day if you grate the cheese fresh. He's yeah. right. We are big block eaters. Like yes. we we like to slice and have some crackers and but it's yeah. so much better. It's not yeah. all dry when it's already cut. It's same with pre-cut veggies and all that stuff. Totally. I'm not yeah. shaming anyone and some people cannot physically cut vegetables. I get it. I I like, physically I can't the make convenience. I can't make myself. It's just yeah, for me it's just <laughs> No, but we are block cheesers. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Ah. All right. All right. Let's jump into the greatness of our show. Here we go. It's rave time. It's rave time. So this company was something that I looked up after watching. We had raved about this a few weeks ago. The celebrity stylist who started putting together entire wardrobes for women who were like leaving abusive relationships or who lost you know, everything and our single moms and things like that. Mm -hmm. So one of the companies that he had that was donating clothing to him to make this a reality was called Magpies and Peacocks. And just out of curiosity, I didn't even know that it was something like this. I'm like, oh, I'm going to look that label up. Well, let me tell you about Magpies and Peacocks, Dana. Yes, please do. It is the nation's only 501c3 nonprofit design house dedicated to the collection and sustainable reuse of post-consumer clothing, scrap textiles, and accessories diverted from landfill. Hmm. In order to disrupt the cycle of waste in the fashion industry and mitigate its enormous environmental and social impact, we collaborate with a network of designers, makers, and artists to create unique upcycled products, provide a resource library of reusable material for the creative community, offer skill building and sustainability education, and incubate circular fashion innovation. Our model rests on four pillars. Collaborate, which is connecting local businesses, donors, artists, designers, and educators. Mm -hmm. Create, producing upcycled high-quality, socially responsible products and solutions. Educate, provide training, sustainability mentorship, raw materials and support for emerging designers and makers and invest supporting local grassroots organizations and community workforce development by empowering emerging designers. We can promote arts education and build on the long-term platform needed to build their careers, providing post-consumer raw materials to colleges as part of their programs, promote sustainability, circular design, social responsibility, an ethical practice systematically and offers a budget-friendly creative solution to keeping fashion out of landfills. And by raising essential funding and supporting local grassroots causes, we can invest back into our community with workforce equity and opportunity. I'm almost done. I know this is a mouthful. Through collaboration, we can build a sustainable future for local emerging designers promote social responsibility, ethics, and circular innovation, and create awareness for charitable causes that raise essential funding for creative community development. Okay, that sounds really cool. In layman's terms, Mm -hmm. they are um, supporting and giving tools and resources to young people that are in the fashion industry to prevent... To prevent... uh, First of all, like clothes going into landfills, which is gotcha. Uh huh. So they're 
upcycling. They're taking existing clothing and And repurposing them, which I love that. There's a couple of stores over on Magnolia that that's what they do. They take vintage clothing and repurpose it. And they're always so unique and so cool. Okay. Totally. Okay. So that makes sense. And I just love also like the collaboration aspect, connecting local businesses, donors, artists, designers, and educators. Absolutely. So, so many people get involved. It's taking all different uh, facets and putting them together under one umbrella. I it's really very cool. That. Their site is beautiful. There's so much to check out. So some of these are very simple websites. You go and it's like volunteer or donate. Right. has a simple little blurb and that's it. Some of right. them... Trust me, I fell down the rabbit hole with this one. There is so much to look at on their website. And again, I love this because it's something that can go out through communities across the country. So mm-hmm. definitely check out Magpies and Peacocks. I love and that. I'm going to check them out. Yeah. Magpiesandpeacocks.org. O-R-G. Awesome. A 501c3 too. Yes. So cool. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and dive into my rave. Uh, This rave, I actually, I can't remember if I saw it on, I follow an account on Instagram that I really love. It does get a bit political, so it may not be your thing, but called A Girl Has No President, I believe is the name, her handle. But anyway, I think this is where I saw it. So first of all, I just want to say happy Pride Month. Yes, happy Pride um, Month indeed. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be nearing the end of Pride mm-hmm. Month. But I think this is even more important because sometimes the messages um, for us, like a month or you know mm-hmm. a thing like this, we really focus on them when it when it's the month of them, right? Mm-hmm. And then we kind of forget. So totally. I would like to take this opportunity pride month is going to be winding down when we hear about this but that doesn't mean that we can't still be allies Mm -hmm. so this rave is for uh free mom hugs and you can find them at Mm freemomhugs.org uh it was founder of it was by the founder of enough is enough so i'm going to read you a little bit about her this woman who kind of founded all this Mm -hmm. i'm a christian mom with a gay kid living in oklahoma saying enough is enough. If I don't fight for my son and his rights, like my hair is on fire, then who will? It's time we celebrate our LGBTQ plus children. And I won't stop until I no longer hear horror stories from the LGBTQ plus community and their members. Mm -hmm. I watched a video of her speaking um, on Instagram Mm -hmm. about what she does and everything. And she is, she's a mom. You can tell like, there's just so much goodness. And, you know, I was relayed, I was raised very in a religious home, mm-hmm. uh, with my mother and, um, you know, we're not here to say what's right or wrong. My personal beliefs are religion and, um, gender identity, home, sexual orientation, all of those things that there's no fight there to me. Love mm-hmm. is love. God made us the way he wanted us to be. Mm -hmm. He certainly didn't make anyone broken and say, now try to fix it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so that's just my own personal belief. And I know that I was pretty much in the minority within my religious community Mm -hmm. of feeling that way at that Mm -hmm. time. 
right? Mm-hmm. And in that area. Mm-hmm. So I understood, I couldn't empathize, but I could sympathize with this mother who had the son that she clearly, obviously loved. And he was perfect. He mm-hmm. just happened to be gay. Mm-hmm. And she felt ousted by her religious community. And she talked about the first time she ever went to a church and and heard them say that that was acceptable, that, mm-hmm. you know, God still loved. And all that was like magic to her because she couldn't sure. believe she was hearing it. And that broke my heart for her. But mm-hmm. anyway... It ended up creating this, which I think is amazing. So this is in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. When the word hugs is part of an organization's mission statement, how does it continue to do the good work of helping parents accept their LGBTQIA plus children and help LGBTQIA plus people accept themselves? This is the question that's come up again and again for free mom hugs since March of 2020. As its most public-facing activity, Offering its, epin- I hate this word, eponymous. <laughs> Eponymous? Epin- ep- yes, I never say it right. Free mom hugs at pride events all over the country. It's become unsafe since the onset of COVID-19. Our goal has always been to encourage the LBGTQIA plus community we serve and send a message to the world they are worth celebrating, said Sarah Cunningham, founder of Free Mom Hugs. This has been even more critical during the pandemic when many people have felt so isolated. We had to get creative in our outreach efforts to continue support to the community we love so much. But like so many in the pandemic area, Free Mom Hugs has adapted. So basically they went to pride events these mm-hmm. this group of moms and they wore t-shirts and held signs that said free mom hugs and if people wanted to come and get a hug they would hug them and they would say to them i will let go when you do Aww. and i it just gives me chills because there are so many people who are um shunned by their yes. families you and, and i both have known people who have been. personally known people who have, and yep. it's heartbreaking and sometimes you just need a mom hug Yes. You know, I'm not in the, a part of that community, but I did lose my mom this year. And there have been times that I'm like, I just want a mom hug. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. Um, so they've adapted. <clears throat> Let's see. This May 22nd, to celebrate the birthday of famed San Francisco supervisor Harvey Milk, one of the first openly gay elected officials in American history, Free Mom Hugs will stage a new kind of event in 13 American states. Members of the nonprofit's chapters in Arizona, Arkansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, Oregon, California, Arkansas, Vermont, Tennessee, Virginia, New Jersey, and Oklahoma Mm -hmm. will decorate cars for socially distanced pride rides. That will support and celebrate the LGBTQ community. This is a way for our volunteers to engage in a COVID safe way and still show love and support for the community. We've had pride rides in California and Kentucky in the past that have been very successful. Pride rides will begin simultaneously across the country at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific and will last approximately one hour. Zoom interviews with Free Mom Hugs co-founder Sarah Cunningham, as well as local leaders, will be available in advance. I don't know if you can hear my smile, but I just think that's lovely because it kills me when, when someone is shunned because of who they are. We should all be able to be who we are. Agreed. And uh, pride rides. I love it. It's happy, fantastic. happy Pride Month, Jessica. I know that that's, I mean, we're not 
a part of the community in that we're not LGBTQIA2+. But, but half of my friends are. And exactly. And I think a number of hers are too. Absolutely. I mean, and these people are like family to me. Yes, absolutely. And if someone were shunning them because of their – who they are as a human being – and yes. who they love, I, I just can't handle it. But I, I love that this mom took her own, like, she wanted her son to be accepted. She wanted her religious community to accept yeah. her and her family as they are. And she took that pain and turned it into something really amazing. I bet you that woman has saved lives. And I'm not joking. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so, again, take somebody in an area or a community to have the courage to stand up because Absolutely. it did take that, courage because it couldn't have been easy for her or she luckily did not shun her ch- or anything like that correct to say luckily because a dear friend of mine was shunned by his family well and not only um, that sometimes when even when parents do support you know often depending where you live their, their community, community or around you does not correct right and that can include mm-hmm. other family members that's and right friends and Eh, the whole gamut so kudos to her and to anyone who is having that courage to be like we don't tolerate this that's right because i promise you there's probably many people in her area that were too scared and i understand it too scared of the ramifications to them and their child exactly and some of the times they're quiet because they're scared for their child's safety i was gonna say horrible yes sometimes it's not a matter of like um well, we just don't want to be treated dirty or get dirty sure. looks at, you know, at the grocery store. It's more that they fear for their lives. Yep. That's a real honest look at the fear that Absolutely. a parent of someone in an area that's not as welcoming mm-hmm. of that has to face. So mm-hmm. I just applaud her for the courage it took to do that, the the courage and the strength to stand beside her son who yeah. she loves and to make that world better. Where she is. And I just want to say real quick, again, freemoms.org. Look them up, guys, because as you can tell, it's spreading all across the country. They're having pride rides. This is literally just Mm -hmm. your time if you wanted to support and be an ally. So freemomhugs.org. I I just thought it was beautiful. It's Pride Month. I thought it was an absolutely great um, thing to share at this point. Indeed. Yay. Thank you, Dana. Yeah, Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Do you want to tell everybody how to get a hold of us? Yes. Please find us, like us, write (laughs) us (laughs) at the Rants and Raves podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. Again, I know you've heard me say it a lot. It is case sensitive Mm -hmm. at the Rants and Raves podcast. On Twitter, we are at raves underscore the. You can email us at the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com or hit the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Love it. Please, please, please write into us. Please rate, yes. review, subscribe. We always say it, but we wouldn't keep repeating it ad nauseum if it wasn't true. Because yep. it's boring to hear. So there we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I like to always end the show with a weekly point to ponder, random mm-hmm. fact, things we're watching or doing on TV. Um, you guys know me. I don't got a lot much going on besides plants. Um, Jessica, <laughs> I, I moved 
So I am a weirdo. I'm a helicopter plant parent, right? So I enjoy moving my plants around. So in the morning, if you've Very seen nice. those ridiculous Instagram videos of people getting up to their plants and that audio plays, hi, hello, good morning, of the little kid going, good morning, I love you. Like that's me to my plants. <laughs> okay. So uh, one of the big things that people have an issue with when you have a lot of plants is gnats. They just did you know, I did not know this. When someone, when you buy soil, it's already infested with gnats and stuff. Yeah. I didn't know that. A lady taught me on the interwebs yesterday. She boils a pot of water and dumps it into the soil bag across the whole top so that it strains through to kill mm. any larva and stuff. What, boiled water does that? Yeah, because it, well, it cooks them. Oh. It kills, you know, bacteria. But it's not too hot for the uh, roots or anything? No, you put it in the bag of soil before you ever use the soil. Oh, like cut open a portion uh -huh. of the bag. And I see, I let see. it drain through. And I was like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. But I don't have a huge gnat problem because I have carnivorous plants. <laughs> so I saw a gnat over here by where we're recording Mm -hmm. uh earlier today so i just brought my little brought my little uh, sundew over here now this is not the one i bought with you oh i was like that no. is like insane yeah it's so big right and it's yeah. covered in gnats because i just oh, carry her not, around oh, wherever I, I see a gnat i'm like oh you're gonna catch this and she does yep. i got her for 10 bucks at a hardware store that is the best $10 you could have ever spent. I know. I love that it works so better much. than any other crap and that's out there. things that are shaped like a butterfly that you stick in your pot and then the gnats stick to it. It's not like that. It's more no. like science. Yes. It's like I have David Attenborough in my home. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I'd be over in a second. I love it. Okay. Wait. Why did I get off on that tangent? Because you said that you're into your plants. You said that was your fun know, that has point to ponder. Oh, I guess that's just what I'm up to. <laughs> See what I mean? I mean, like my brains, I just feel like in the last couple of years, my brains were run through a pasta machine so many times. I just don't have any sense left. Uh, <laughs> but I want to give us some fun facts. And at first okay. I wanted to do this, the one that, um, did you know the wood frog can hold its pee for up to eight months? <laughs> Because I can't hold my peepees for five minutes. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse. But I was like, Dana, why are your points to ponder always potty related? Get off of it. So here's my here's something for you guys to think about and kind of like observe others this week. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Did you know that humans are the only animals that blush? I beg to differ. We are also believed to be the only animal that feels embarrassment. A comp that I don't believe because my I cat, not. my cat, and my dog have been embarrassed with bad haircuts. But, um, <laughs> but it's a complicated emotion requiring understanding others' opinions. Charles Darwin called blushing the most peculiar and most human of all expressions. Hmm. Man is the only animal that blushes or needs to. That's interesting. Uh, I'm curious, yeah. though, before we say see you next Tuesday, I'm not calling you a C-box. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see me pause and look at you? 
I even paused. <laughs> I will never say that again. Oh my god. I'm curious to know what other animals you have seen blush. Flower, the skunk in the movie Bambi. I cannot handle you. <laughs> you need to check yourself before you wreck it. <laughs> you make me laugh so hard. We gotta wind this up. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. Dana. That's our show. It is I our mean, show. <laughs> we have recorded 75 episodes back to back. <laughs> and we've lost our minds. <laughs> the next I time can't we stop record, giggling. Dana will be back from a yeah. trip to Ozark country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't wait to hear about it. And I know there's going to be lots of stories for us. I know. I can't wait to get back and see how our friend Kate, who's definitely not listening at this point in the show, mm -hmm. took good care of my house. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 You think she's she going to rifle through my drawers? She better get up to speed on some of those TikTok planties. I know she's really scared. Do you think I should hide something crazy in my drawers and be like, I caught you? Like, what if I put a big piece of paper in my all of my drawers that just said, I caught you, Kate? That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to have to open a drawer. She's going to be here for two weeks. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. I'm evil. All right, Jessica, I love you. I love you, too. We'll be back next Tuesday, but we're not going to see you next Tuesday because that's a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>